Yeah, we did drop a couple of frames there. Only a couple, not many. We'll see what happens. We're in the air today. Hello and welcome to The Other Ministers, the podcast, the live stream, the live recording of said podcast and live stream. Where the other ministers in your church who are not the senior minister get together and have a podcast. We talk about life. We talk about our church. We talk about stuff that's happening. And I like to think we have fun doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, we do. <laughs> this is a very fun show. It's always a highlight of my week just to yeah. put too. this on. Mine too. Yeah. Uh, my name is Joseph. I am the worship pastor here at our church in Central Florida called the Foundry Church. Joining me as always, our church's digital pastor, Hank Taylor, and the voice of the Lakeland Magic. I got a big sip of water right there at that <laughs> point. No, we're, we're good. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. Uh, do you also want to take a swig? Before yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to? Yeah, take a sip. Okay. Uh, also uh, joining us, our, our newest team member, our church's family life pastor, Hunter Mertz. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Um, Hunter, talk a little bit. I didn't get your level. Hello, hello, hello. Before we started, but you're on a different microphone today, so I need Switching to switching it up. I probably here. need to gain you up a little bit. Talk is this the hey? Is this the one Seth normally uses? Am I stirring his microphone? No. It, well, it may be the exact mic, uh, but I just I've I've got you running through our setup here differently. Hank is the only one of us on a condenser mic today. Fancy. Yes. The rest yes. of us are on dynamics, which is fun. Um, it is uh, a day late, a day later, I should say, than we normally uh, do this uh, live stream and this recording, uh, because yesterday was, uh, depending on your preference, Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, and um, you guys graciously offered, you're like, hey, if, we, if you want to go ahead and record, we can do it, and I said, let me find out what's up with my kids, and I found out that school was uh, was in yesterday and also the mom's day out program that our daughter goes to and so i could not uh turn down a day completely to myself so that's why we didn't record yeah. yesterday rightfully so rightfully <laughs> so so we are the day after the day after mm -hmm. review yeah. yeah yeah normally this is monday we're still thinking about times i i kind of have a suspicion that afternoons might be better than 10 30 in the morning i also feel that way uh, I think we should pencil that in for next week, make it a 1 p.m. Um, anyways, how's life, guys? What's new? Don't tell me something good yet, but let's banter no for a good, minute. No good things yet. Um, <laughs> only bad things? Yeah, that's hard. That's well, hard. Only, only new things only, that are neutral? Only things that are not reserved for tell me something good. Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about the art festival. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. The, the, this the, weekend and the five k. Yeah. Those those events will be those events will be good. Would you guys say Winter Springs, uh, which if you're not part of our church, that's the town where our church is. Would you guys say Winter Springs is a small town? Yeah. Well, like a suburb. We're a small town suburb. Yeah. So the Hank looks like he might disagree. No, I'm just I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because winter, I would say like Deland, where I grew up, was a small town. Yeah. But this is this is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And well, I, you look at not, the population. Not to say that that's yeah. Not to say that that you know can't. Not that it can't still be small. 
but just feels bigger maybe yeah i certainly the the um the context of the the other the the fact that there's there's not a real distinction between like Avito, Winter Springs, Castleberry. Yeah. Longwood. Like it all runs together. There's yeah. not. Like... kind of creates a, a bigger. So Winter Springs is, as of 2019, 36,000 people. If I remember right, when I looked up Avito the other day, we're at like 40,000. So, and More there is. Avito? Yeah, there's. That's interesting. There's, at least two years ago, there was. Um, but they kind of do blend together and. A very non-distinct. Yeah, even what, our chamber of commerce is a joint chamber of commerce. Yeah. so that so it, like it, it gives adds it a to that bigger feel. The reason I ask is because my experience with small town festival. <laughs> Do you want to try again? Yeah, we'll try again. <laughs> it may have to go on the yeah the yeah. smaller one up there. Yeah. Uh, my my experience with small town sorts of festivals has has been somewhat limited. But the town Michelle and I lived in in South Carolina before we moved here was Somerville, South Carolina, which I just looked up. Well, that's a real the, small town. Well, you'd think so, but the the population estimate on July first, twenty nineteen, was fifty two thousand five hundred. But how close were you to other areas? So, Somerville bleeds almost indistinctly into Knightsville, which is farther up the road away from Charleston, but towards Charleston uh, into Ladson, which kind of bleeds right into North Charleston, which then you're into Charleston and, and uh, West Ashley and some of those other areas. Did you get it? I got it. <laughs> I got it. We're set. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit of a similar sort of thing, but Somerville pr probably now feels like a town of almost 53,000 because the traffic has gotten so insane there. Um, we, we see traffic posts from friends who still live there a lot, but Somerville does, they have what they call the flower town festival, uh, which is, um, usually in the spring. I don't know if they're back to doing it in the spring. Uh, obviously 2020 got weird with stuff, but flower town festival, Somerville would see, I, I think I saw an estimate one year that they were expecting as many as 300,000 people to come through flower town festival. Wow. Which is to me, pretty insane for... Um, yeah, that's big. Yeah. And then in college, true small town uh, called Gay, Georgia, and uh, my fraternity would park cars for the Cotton Picking Festival, which happened the first, first weekend in May, first weekend in October every year. And this town of Gay, Georgia, which literally is one stoplight town, would see like 250,000, 300,000 people twice a year come through. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And so I, I've not been to the Winter Springs Arts Festival. Are, are we expecting 250,000 people to come through? Hank? No. They, they say anywhere between, I think they say around 10,000 a day for two days. Okay. So like 20,000. Yeah, well, more. So not, not a small thing. No. Like no, that's, yeah. still, that's yeah. still a big thing, it feels like. But I think like small town festivals like the ones that you talked about are very like, unique and niche. And so they kind of attract, can attract from very far distances, uh, very mm -hmm. specific things. We're more of a suburb. This is like a, not a small town festival, but like a right. suburb. Yeah. Like if Orlando was a lake, we would be in the flood zone. Like we're like the watershed <laughs> of Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you talk about people coming from far away. There was a lady, we, we got to know her a little bit because we were so amazed. She drove from Minnesota to Gay, Georgia twice wow. a year to well, go to the Cotton Picking Festival. It's the weirdest thing. If anyone's listening from Minnesota, we'd love to see you at the Winter Springs <laughs> Festival this weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right, that's right. Um, yeah, we've got people from our church going out to volunteer in the, what are they calling it? The kids, the kids area, kids booth? Yeah, the kids tent, kids area. Yeah, yeah. So, something to do. Yes, definitely something to do if you're in the area or around. Winter Springs Festival of the Arts. Our good friends at the Chamber of Commerce putting that event on. Yeah, and I, I would say if you're within a radius of, like, here to St. Paul, Minnesota, come on by. Yeah, I expect to see you there. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Uh, let's move on to our first segment. It's time for... Tell me something good. time for tell me something good the segment where we take a few minutes and just talk about good things that are happening in our lives and in the world and in our church i will start because i'm excited i've been talking about the braves a lot lately um probably the last two or three podcasts i think i've mentioned them yeah uh, but today we have an opportunity to clinch the national league division series against the brewers at home in atlanta what time uh, five oh seven. Okay, is uh, scheduled time, which that's going to make it challenging because that's that's right in like getting home and doing dinner and like the game's going to run all the way through bedtime. And I'm sorry, five five fifteen according to the MLB app. Um, we're we're trotting out old old Uncle Charlie again, Charlie Morton, who pitched game one, pitched a great game one, made one mistake, and it happened to be a two run homer. Um, but we feel good about it. He's going out on short rest, which means if there is a game five back in Milwaukee, it'll be Max Fried on normal rest, which we feel really good about that too. And um, it's amazing. The Braves um, pitching so far has been amazing. Uh, we, we lost the first game two to one, again, because of like one mistake pitch, two mistake pitches, because the previous, the batter that was on base was hit by a pitch. So two mistakes. Uh, on Charlie Morton's part. And since that one inning in the first game, the Brewers have not scored. We, we shut them out both in games two and three. So it's been really impressive to watch our starting pitching and our bullpen too, um, kind of holding things down. But it's very exciting. We're, we're eyeballing, you know, going back to the National League Championship Series for the second year in a row. That'd be great. And might get the Dodgers. Looks like we might get the Giants. Uh, I think they're up in that, in that series right now. But um, yeah, it's going to be good. Jock Peterson who we picked up like middle of the season from the Cubs. Um, apparently yesterday hit a hit a home run with Anthony Rizzo's bat, which was fun. Um, he's wearing a pearl necklace. He just seems like a really fun dude. Like he, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad he's on our team right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He, he has, he's good energy. He has uh, been a pinch hitter in each of the first three games, and he's gone homer, <laughs> single homer in those three at-bats. So um, there's a lot of people who are like, Make like put him in the lineup, make him a starter, and I'm like, no, he's perfect doing exactly what he's doing right now. Don't mess it up. But I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm always excited about postseason baseball. I'm even more excited about it when the Braves are in it, and uh, even more excited about it when it looks like the Braves are doing well in it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's very good right now. Uh, shout out to Mitchell, uh, who you know the Rays lost yeah. our our yeah, bout yeah. out, so we feel f we feel for Mitchell in this moment. We do. Yeah, not really. I mean, it's all right. If you like to 
pause the podcast at this time for a moment of silence. <laughs> Feel free to. Well, I used to have a lot in common. You know, he quit, they quit. Hold on, I have a sound. <laughs> I have I have a sound for a moment of silence. Ooh, I felt that one from over here. <laughs> that was um, for Joe's benefit. We we can uh, let's let's do like on the podcast a moment of silence for the Rays. That was it. That was the only one. <laughs> no, it was just the Rays. I shouldn't joke. They were real yeah. close to winning the series last yeah, year. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, but then they traded away Uncle Charlie. We picked up Charlie Morton from the Rays. That's true. He's been a stud all year. We'll take it. Hank, what's good? Tell me something good. <sighs> what's good? I had a, I had a good laugh yesterday. Um, it, it was a great moment. If my friends do listen to this, then uh, you'll get to relive this moment again because it was very funny. Um, we, uh, I was headed out to the sheriff's office yesterday for an interfaith prayer meeting. Great, it was a great service. Hunter was there with yeah. with me. Um, the parts that we could hear anyway were great. Um, <laughs> but uh, as as I was arriving there, I was in one of my one of my group chats with my friends who all live like from all over, like only one is in state. The rest are in Georgia, Rhode Island, all over. Yeah. Are they all uh, coming to the festival this weekend? They, they probably should at this point. They're within the 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 predetermined radius. So uh, we just had been texting with them before I walked in, sent like my last message and walked in and we were getting ready to go at some point shortly thereafter my phone in my pocket unlocked decided that I would send to that group a pin a dropped location location pin yeah, a yeah. location pin to that group so they're all sitting there you know ha- having their co- having their conversations and then all of a sudden no context no just a pin from me at the police station <laughs> uh they all got pretty freaked out and uh, I tried to call me, but we're in a prayer meeting. I can't take a call during a prayer meeting. <laughs> and uh, especially the Muslim prayer. I mean, I'm trying to be respectful here. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be, you yeah. know, that that dude who's just like, you know, going to, you know, live his life and talk on the phone through the prayer from another religion and yeah. trying to be respectful. Not, not the best yeah. witness for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So <laughs> I wasn't going to try to do that. But then when I finally was able to have a minute where I could look and see the hijinks that had ensued, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. We laughed about it. Was it just like a, a geotag with, with GPS coordinates or did it say like Hank it, is at the, the it was like the station. Apple maps pin. Okay. So it was just like a, it was it like, you clicked on it and it prompted you like into Apple Maps. All yeah. these people are on where the so sheriff's department you, is labeled. Yes, where yeah. it's where it's labeled. You zoom <laughs> in, and you're like, wait, why is he there? And I'm not answering. They they uh, they said it was like you know maybe you did something and got in trouble and they were about to like take your phone away from you and the last thing you could do was like open up your messages <laughs> and because uh, we were we were right on the top. You had just texted us, so you just said, I'm just gonna try to send something out and the only thing you could manage to send was a was a dropped pin 
That's funny. And then they took your phone away and you couldn't answer. And why? I was like, you guys have active imaginations, yeah. to be sure. Because it probably takes more more screen presses to drop a pin than it does to like type help. Yeah, yes. I don't. Yes. I don't know <laughs> if I could go into my phone right now and drop a pin within the next like thirty seconds. I would have to figure out what to do. So the fact that your pocket was able to do that is very I impressive. Am very impressive. Very impressive. If you were to be have been brought in for some reason what would it be like what did they think you would have been arrested for oh i don't know that was the other conversation that we had was i was kind of offended that they just thought i got thrown in jail on a monday morning for just like some somehow i'm just trying to picture like what is like if hank was a crime what would it be and i'm just on columbus day no less yeah Mm. um can we also just take a moment and say like something good is that like pocket dialing is still a thing. Oh yeah. Like the, yeah, the, yeah. the promise of the smartphone with the touch interface was that you lock the screen and you never butt dial anyone again. And it happens constantly. I don't understand. I, I... nor do I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, cause, cause if the phone is in your pocket on most phones, there's a sensor that's like, if there's a proximity thing, the screen goes off. And you can't push buttons to pre- prevent you from accidentally ending your call yeah. when you're holding the phone next to your head. Yeah, I have an old phone, and uh, it would not surprise me if some of these features don't work right on it anymore. Well, uh, yeah, I was gonna say it, it's been a feature since the original iPhone, so like it's not a it's not a new feature, but if, yeah. if it's non-functional on your phone, yeah, it could be. It could but be. Yeah, it. it's it's just amazing. I I don't think I receive fewer butt dials now than I did in the era before smartphones. I, I don't think there's been a drop off at all. Hank's testing. We've gone so far, but yet. <laughs> I'm about to do it again by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a crack that goes right over my front facing camera. Yeah. And so it messes with that function sometimes. Oh, so like okay. if I'm on a call, um, I almost have to go to speakerphone because it will never not go black so even if i try to take it off and like adjust the call or like merge numbers or click to something else i can't like it just it stays black so it it does the opposite which i guess is good it stops me (laughs) like i think it's almost impossible for me to do anything like that but there you go um hunter tell us something good yeah, okay. Which the, uh, My mother-in-law was in town this week. Uh, she came down from Tennessee and visited Laurel and I, which was so great. Um, loved Is that. her family Nashville like you guys were? Uh, Knoxville. Knoxville, okay. Yeah, they live over Knoxville. Don't don't mistake those two. <laughs> There's some... There's some bad blood there. There's some enmity between those yeah. two towns. Yeah, so that was a wonderful time. Um so I really enjoyed that. That was good, the man. that was the highlight. It's good. It's good seeing family. Always. We got we have some uh some family stuff coming up we were talking through last night. Looking forward to it. Also joining us for the benefit of those of you who are not on uh not on our live stream right now, our church's uh lead what's your title? Lead pastor? Visionary teacher. Is it pastor. lead or led? Lead pastor? <laughs> lead. <laughs> I prefer lead as in a weight. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you drag us down. I drag, yeah. Um, Seth Kane, everybody. Seth. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Seth, that was something good. Oh, am I a part of this too? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. When you're well, here, you're family. My good thing is Joe's preaching this week. 
I am preaching this week. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That was a question. I am preaching this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my good thing is somebody is preaching. <laughs> it's not you. It's not me. That's uh, No, it's me. It's me. I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Got an outline. Going to flesh out the body of it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It's nice to have you guys to be able to um, mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. And also so that you can be gone sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a side benefit, I guess. But, yeah. like, I prefer thinking that it, it allows us to have different voices. Yeah, well, the that's, that's the primary intent. Diversity of teaching, diversity yeah. of thought. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Seth gets antsy if he preaches, like, what, seven or eight weeks without a... Without a, a yeah. break. Yeah. And it's not like Seth feeling like he's overworked. He's just like, this is too much of just me. Yeah. And overworked. <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit well, of the doubt. Thank here, you. Man. Thank you. Well, and really, I think, I think contractually, it, like, because I know in church <laughs> world, we operate really according to our contracts. I'm, I'm supposed to take, like, I, it depends on if you ask me or Doug, but it's something like six to eight to 10 Sundays a month or uh, Sundays a month, Sundays a year <laughs> off. Yeah. Just so you don't, you know, I mean, if you're, it's like writing, it's like writing papers for school, but like every week and it doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah. If not for, holy man, I need a break. You yeah. know, like. I remember mine would come out to like six to nine pages yeah. each every week. And that's all the research that goes behind it on yeah. top of it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, Seth was Seth was down to like five and a half, six pages for a while, but we've been <laughs> we've been eight and a half to nine here lately. I think it's this. I think something in the setting got changed. I actually, I actually, <laughs> I actually did a trick this week where I I expanded our our. You had a big block of text in there. I too. narrowed the margins on the edges. I noticed so that. that it would be eight pages instead of yep. like ten. I noticed that. I, so Seth, Seth prints out a script for us each week, so we have some idea. Worship team has some idea when we need to be ready to go back on stage. Well, that, and so I stay on track. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you print it out for us yeah, yeah, so yeah. that we know. Yeah, but I, I did notice it was half-inch margins. Yeah, <laughs> did I did. Instead of one-inch margins. <laughs> Dang it, busted. <laughs> I thought no one will know this. That's like the yeah, opposite I, I of... the same trip. <laughs> that's like the opposite of what everyone does in school, though. Yeah, like, I, I remember know. all of my classmates being like, okay, you got to put an extra space at mm. the end of each period mm-hmm, in between mm-hmm. the next sentence to expand it. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. no, no, let's, uh, yeah. let's reduce everything Well, that was, that was a thing for a while. I, I don't. I can't remember if it was MLA or Turabian or Chicago style manual, but one of them was like double double space after each period. I think that was MLA. It, was it MLA. really does. Push so I, the page I did that for a while until I started getting in trouble for it, and then I was like, "This is this because is what I, was I do, to do." Yeah, I do that, and why we wrote. I wrote primarily MLA. Yeah. for everything I did. So See, I, I had to I do a like bunch. I don't know any of what you're talking about. <laughs> MLA, <laughs> MLA is is probably the dominant like style manual for written word. Unless you're in, in psychology field, then it's APA. Yeah, it's ABA. Um, and Bible psychology. is SBL. Um, History. Uh, Chicago. Arabian. Oh, Who uses Chicago anymore? I think Chicago style manual is more for like journalism. Okay. It's not like yeah. in in the sermon writing, grammar is real important or style is really important to me. That's true. I use a lot of dashes yes. and random. Yes, it's res- it's frequent for Seth's manuscripts. Not so much lately. You've been doing more like 
things that look like complete sentences yeah, and yeah, paragraphs. Yeah. Like, but for a while, it would. I would guess you would have more paragraphs than periods like <laughs> yeah. in the entire thing yeah because yeah. it's like because uh, you, like you write the way you thought. speak yeah. yeah you write yeah. the way you speak and that's fine yeah. you're just taking after paul well who i always get, wrote and run on sentences yeah yeah, yeah. I, I write the way How i speak cool. too i just speak when people normal. ask like hey can i can i do you have that sermon can i look can i take it with me to like re reread it and i'm like Oh man, like, <laughs> like I get, I'm kind you're of self, like, listen, I, you yeah, can try. I'm like kind you of self-conscious try. about it. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't translate from the pages. The, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like this, this is a, a this is a transcript of a primarily verbal medium. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to understand that yeah. this is not, this is not me reading something that was written. <laughs> yeah. This is me writing something that was mm-hmm. spoken in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you get the week off. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, doing fun things, and we will be here doing work. Yeah, don't don't let that weigh <laughs> oh, you I down. Won't. I won't. You won't. I won't. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Uh, all right. Let's uh, speaking of sermons, having Seth here. Let's make this transition. today were Monday, it would be, let's talk about yesterday. That's yeah. what we normally call it. But since it's Tuesday, let's talk about Sunday. Message, service. Oh, yes. The yesterday of yesterday. Yesterday's yesterday. Mm. Mm. That's a new band name, I call it. Mm. Okay. Yesterday's tomorrow. Mm. Indie band name right there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, thoughts, not just from Seth, but from anyone. Thoughts on the service, on the... Yeah. Resounding, yeah, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> it, it, it happened. It was a great. It, 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 it was a great, you know, way to you know tie the bow on the whole. Yeah, yeah, on the whole thing. We were talking about these different you know areas of you know our relationships, mm-hmm. relationship with God, relationship with yourself, relationship with other people, relationship with creation, and like the driving like force behind all this is that you know. W- we want to keep these like, you know, separated, but really it's more, you know, holistic than you think. And these different areas influence each other and play off of each other more than maybe we realize. So mm-hmm. this was a good way just to sort of put a, put an end cap on it. Yeah. Yeah. And rooting it in, this is, this is what we were created to do. Like this is, which is kind of what the whole series was also like flowed through, but it was really emphasized with coming back to Genesis one and two of this is what we've what we were supposed to have been doing all yeah. along, and this is what we're supposed to be relearning. Well, and for all the things we've made faith about, it's I just come back to like yeah, but how did it how did it start? Like it wasn't really about passing a a tray or plates or doing certain things the way we do like it was very much connected to the thing that god created and even the i think the christmas series that we're going to do is going to be kind of tied into some of that line of thinking as well so it'll be kind of neat i'm excited for that but yeah is that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I like I did. resounding. Yeah. 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 Hey. All right. <laughs> yeah. Could have been better. 
Could have closed it stronger, maybe. <laughs> it it would have uh, been, fine. as you kept saying, it would have been helpful if you had one more week. If I just had one more week. Um, I you just had two more, three I mean, more listen, weeks. I, I, can, I can make a bridge out of, out of what I'm planning to preach on next week. I mean, you can have your, your 13th week of uh, the series. If you <laughs> I always feel like long series like that are hard to... That last sermon is always awkward coming well, off. I feel like I was thinking about this the other day about how I don't know if we we've just in sermon wise it's kind of we've kind of become like long form sermons where like to do a four week series on something I'm like man it just doesn't seem like enough time because I could take each week and have multiple weeks about like one thing yeah and so it's kind of I. I, I sometimes think about, well, if there's a new person that's just checking us out and they're like, wait, what? Like where, if they showed up in the middle of what we're doing and then hopefully there are people are starting to realize like, no, no, no. You kind of have to like sit through like a couple of them to like get one <laughs> sermon. <laughs> like, what's, what's the analogy there? You could tell somebody, you could say like, like our, our sermon, like we're, we're the, we're the Joe Rogan podcast. Hmm of sermons in the sense that you're, you're in it, you're in it for a while. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're going to really, it's an investment you're of gonna time. Really dive in. Yeah. 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 But that's where also, I think the, hopefully the bigger payoff is. No, I, I am a hundred percent convinced that like soundbite culture is, Oh, it's not good. It's just the worst. Yeah. And, and, and tweet, tweet culture, like, you know, there, there's, there's some value in being forced to be brief. Mm -hmm. And, you know, still on Twitter, you get 280 characters. Mm -hmm. So can you say what you need to say in 280 characters? That's a, that's a good skill to have. Sure. Yeah. But I'm not, not on not Twitter. A, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's also not a good way to pursue depth. Right. right. In, in a very good yeah. way. Like it's, it's a great way to gain attention and introduce someone to an idea maybe. Well, and it's, it's kind of like, maybe you could describe it like we do, it's like watching a TV show that's you know, all the, most of the new ones are like an hour long. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're doing hour long episodes, but we're splitting it into two. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, so to get the full episode, you need to be for the, for both parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. about it like debates, like yeah. the, uh, cause I'm a history nerd. I, I can tell you this. One of the, the more famous like episodes in American history or the Lincoln Douglas debates, uh, which is actually, when they were both running for Senate in Illinois. So they traveled all over Illinois. They did this series of debates. And the format was the person who spoke first got 90 minutes to, to speak, to make their case. Then the person who went second got 90 minutes. Then the person who went first got, I forget if it actually, if it was 30 minutes or an hour to respond to the second person. And then the second person got the same amount of time to respond so, so all said and done, these things were four or five hour yeah. affairs and they would reprint uh, the transcript in its entirety in the newspapers, in the towns yeah. where they did these things. But like, can you imagine what political discourse would be like in 2021 if we said, okay, we're going to have a presidential debate, candidate A, you have an hour. Yeah. Free of interruption. I don't think they could fill an hour. With, no, they with, couldn't. Well, I, I mean, they could I fill it. I tend it to would, agree. It wouldn't like be content. It would just right. be like fluff. F like yeah. yeah. But but even to go candidate A, you have an hour. Candidate B, you have an hour. Candidate A, you have thirty minutes to respond to everything candidate B said. 
candidate B, you have 30 minutes to respond to everything. Well, and no it, one's allowed to interrupt. Isn't it easier just to give one minute to answer a really difficult question while and the to, other person's trying to interrupt it? While the other person's trying to talk over. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I am. So long form, I, I'm for it. I'm here for it. I like that our, our content is not quite as easily soundbiteable. Yeah. 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 It's just different. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it just shows that, you know, we just, it speaks to like our values and what we're trying to do and mm-hmm. how it's different. And you think back to like going like through school, like we are taught to like write, you know, longer, you know, for the most part, like write, you know, these book reports or whatever, there are so many pages, but then it's almost like you intern to the real world. And then that priority flips. Like people want you to be concise. They want you to be able to, do the elevator pitch. They want you to be able to, you know, sell me on this in, mm-hmm. a, in a short amount of time. You've got to write, you know, make your point in a tweet. You've if got it won't to fit on an Instagram photo. Yeah. Don't yeah. say it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think too, when we, um, like years ago, when I was first kind of trying to figure things out, I was very much tr- attempting to do stuff like that. Like, here's your one thought, or here's a couple of points. And I just realized, like, that's not what I'm, what I'm doing. I don't, Yeah. although, I mean, I get that the, the merit in that, like if like guys like Andy Stanley, one of his big things is like, give, give it handles. One so, big thing. Yeah. yeah. So there's like one thing that people give something handles so they could take it with them. So you use alliteration or some sort of quick thing that, oh yeah, mm-hmm. if, God, if God takes you to it, God will take you through it. Okay, cool. But like, I get it. But I, I, I think what we're doing is trying to change the culture and change like a, 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 a line of thinking, which, to, you know, you might not walk out going, OK, I need to do step A, B and C today in order to accomplish the thing that we just talked about. But hopefully there's something <clears throat> in all the stuff we said that gives some like something you're going to wrestle with that you're going to take to. You might not know fully what to do with it yet. You take it, you wrestle with it through the week, you sort it, and hopefully, if you've been around here, it's we're just slowly moving like forward. Uh, and you know, because even now, if I look at how my approach to stuff, my f- <clears throat> my first response to things, my how, how I uh, receive input from the world or whatever, it's totally different than it was three, four years ago. Like, mm-hmm. and that just comes through. And I can't, I can't give you one, <clears throat> one soundbite quote from anything I've said. Really, just I know that as we've been studying this, and I've wrestled through, and that's changed how how I perceive things. So, yeah. Well, I think the another way to to say what you're talking about is discipleship. The idea so, that so in a shorter way, <laughs> in, a, in a soundbite. <laughs> To what take this long explanation. Not necessarily. <laughs> just to say it differently. To say it, uh, you know, we, we hear things differently. Mm-hmm. We people hear things differently. And so, um, but yeah, I, I think what you're describing is what is what Christians throughout history would call discipleship. Right. Where it's it's not about a an aha moment as much as it is about, uh, oh, what did um, Eugene Peterson had a phrase for it? A long obedience in the same direction uh, yeah. was was kind of his his phrase for for discipleship, and it's the idea that just over time, 
there, there may not ever be an aha moment that changes everything all at once, mm-hmm. but it, it looks more like small decisions, uh, small habits, just kept steadfastly right. over the course of a lifetime. And then you look back and all of a sudden, oh, whoa, wow, look at this journey that I, I've created mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that I haven't always known I was traveling along. Yeah. Well, and I think because we are doing different, because we're trying to, I think we're trying to change uh, deep and long-held uh, ideology about what it means to be a Christian and what the teachings of Jesus are meant for and how they're supposed to be used. I think it it's um, it's a it's a slightly different path. So it's not just you know A, B, and C. It's it's the wrestling that causes us to rethink. Which to me, I think is just a I think is a better way because I think there's a lot in church world that. American American evangelicalism is missed, um, which I think is seen in our culture, our world, our churches, whatever. So yeah, near constant scandals and abuses, and yeah, like I, I don't know if you guys saw. I, I don't want to like necessarily bang on another denomination or church or whatever. But did you guys see the the kerfluffle the last couple of weeks with the Southern Baptist Convention? Mm-mm. No, I've, I've seen that. a couple of things. I've seen a couple of things about it. So they're they're I heard some things. They're messengers to their convention, which is like the delegates who go and vote. Basically, brought a proposal and said, "Look, there's this big abuse scandal investigation that's happening. We want the executive committee to waive attorney-client privilege, so that that investigation can be completely transparent and open. This is the will of like." The, the people who are, you know, sending delegates to this thing. And the executive committee voted no. <laughs> and, there was no a, to and there was a huge, yeah, they, they voted yeah. no to transparency. And then there was a huge uproar about it. So the next week they met again and voted no. And then there was an even bigger uproar about it. So the next week, by a very narrow margin, they voted yes. Oh, my gosh. But it took, it took three votes over the course of two weeks for them to go yeah, maybe it is important that this be above board and transparent and us not hide <laughs> hide things that could make us look bad. And it's like if that's if that's an indication of what American evangelicalism yeah. has become, then like yeah, that's that's pretty crappy. Yeah. 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 Um okay, so week 12. Yeah. Um, not a, I'm trying to get us back on top. We've 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 gone drift. We've yeah. got a drift of where we started, but this has been a good discussion. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of wrapped up the creation thing, sort yeah. of. Sort of. What do you think about together. that? Uh, born again as a as a picture of returning to the story of creation. Well, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a theme that continues throughout Scripture. We get that in the. Oh, we get that with the creation story. We get that in, is it Isaiah when God talks about who sees the image of like a new um, sprig being coming out of the root of Jesse? 
but we get that in the old in the prophets. We get that with Jesus. We get that in Revelation with the new birth of new creation. Like it's a, it's this constant theme that continues to flow through Scripture and unite the whole story. Um, so I think pulling that, and but I think it's something we miss when we just take baptism as got to get dunked in water yeah. to go to heaven, and we we miss yeah. all of that depth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. it goes back to the one-time fix versus the ongoing yeah. battle or the ongoing movement forward. This is, is, it a, is it a birth certificate or a driver's license? Is what is one way I've heard it put. Is 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 baptism or is, is salvation like here's the date and the time at which this happened, mm. and after that it's just done? Or is it a driver's license? that allows me to then begin moving through this life and through this world in a different way. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, well, and also, like, just the idea of uh, the idea of rebirth and and coming back to how is it supposed to be, I think is something that's not, obviously not a one-time thing. I think that's something that's like a daily or a weekly thing. Like, mm-hmm. And then when you look at, <clears throat> when you compare it to the, the four essential relationships like we were talking about, I think it's, it's, it gives this idea. This is something we can continually assess. Well, where am I at my life? Oh, that's what I was going to say was the rings. I was doing, (laughs) (laughs) I I made the, I got distracted by my used, by my new used hand-me-down Apple watch um, for my wife and the rings and was making the joke about, is there a a preaching setting so I can get, you know, count for my rings so I can close them. And then later <clears throat> that night, I was do I did yoga or something, and I was and I was excited because I was like, oh, this is like a 25, 30 minute session. I'll close my exercise ring, mm-hmm. and then I was singing. I was like, wait a second, rings, circles, telios, completeness. I'm gonna complete my ring. <gasps> I missed a great opportunity. <laughs> I like that would have been a great illustration or kind of a yeah an illustration to preface or to think through the four essential relationships, comparing it to the rings of my Apple watch that on my Apple watch, there are these, what is there? Three different rings. There's the standing breathing or or standing, uh, exercise. Yeah. And the active calories. calories. Yeah. And so I'm always like every day I'm saying like, okay, where am I at with this? Where am I at with that? And so I was like, Oh, if we put that into the context of the Telios circle, what do you want to call it? And if I pictured each of those four relationships as rings to close, like, am I closing my God ring for today? Am I closing my self ring, the others ring and creation ring? I'm like, that would have been actually like not a bad way of thinking through it. Like for anyone who has an Apple watch, that would have meant. Yeah. I mean, half of our church would have been (laughs) left in the dark, but for several, for at least five people, (laughs) I mean, you got one, Jess has got one, Hunter doesn't have one. I know there's several people. If you want to be friends on Apple Watches, let me know. I don't know how to figure it out yet, but you Let's will. Let's figure it out together because, you know, there's a walkie-talkie function. Yeah, I saw there's that. There's a walkie-talkie? But yeah, you can, like, Nextel-style walkie-talkie people. Yeah. I also... Let's be Apple Watch buddies. We can. I, I also invited my sister to be buddies, and then I don't she know how... She declined. To... No, no. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that how to... That would be a Hannah thing to do. Yeah. It'll, it'll like, <laughs> randomly... Like, I ran six miles yesterday. And she got the first mile and it shut off or like, I don't, I don't know why the watch only recorded one mile, although my phone did the six, but whatever. She's like, Oh, 
Good job. One mile. <laughs> it does like, that sometimes. Because I, I, I went on a walk the other day, and I used the RunKeeper app. Yeah. And it... it they, like, clocked. sync up, so when you push pause, they... Well, they're supposed to, but it, it basically... Because I started it on the watch, mm-hmm. I didn't start it on the phone. Mm-hmm. It only recorded the time and nothing else. So it recorded that I went to walk for yeah. 36 minutes or whatever it was, but no time, no calories, nothing yeah. else. That's no, no distance, no calories. Well, and then I was so sweaty. I, could, I can't swipe through the rings. And I'm like, no. what the heck? This this really, the only reason I have this is because my wife wanted to be able to get a hold of me when I put my phone somewhere. So this is a very fancy tether. All you have to do is dog get, leash. get more than 30 feet away from your phone, though, and it... Well, I could do that. I could throw that far. <laughs> just, just toss the phone. I, I have found my biggest value in the watch is actually when I get, if I'm talking with someone and I get a text message mm. that, you know, if, if I'm if I'm trying really hard to like be engaged in the conversation. You can know if it's I'm, important without. Well, what, what, I, what I find is that people I feel like are more comfortable if I, if I just acknowledge, I just got a message. Mm. And then I'm back bringing out the whole phone or, or just versus ignoring it. And then we're all going, was that important? Are your kids okay? No. Like Um, for me just to be able to go, oh yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. It seems to be more disarming than just ignoring it as if the message never happened. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Anyways. I thought I missed a great opportunity off the cuff to connect Telios to the closing of the rings. I thought that would have been a good, we could have redesigned the logo actually. Or something, what, like instead of. But you wouldn't have wanted that. No, because you you wanted not not just not just. You would want spend, to be four separate spend rings. Thirty minutes a day in each right, of these right. categories, but it's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. It wasn't good. <laughs> fine, I'm just not going to be here this week. You can preach. Let's move on and talk about closing <laughs> our rings this week. That's it. You preach. Fine. Uh, you. If if you had to lay out some kind of takeaways some some application sort of things from some sound bits um well i would like to picture may, it maybe kind of like specifically from this closing message. your ring is the thing <laughs> oh, to do yeah for, for you for a better ring. you for a better you yeah um <laughs> no what what are some uh, Tweet that. some some thoughts as far as and not not just seth but everybody as far as kind of stuff to um to, to take with us, to focus on, to to actively try to make a better us in a better world. Uh, I think the the big thing to me in all this is kind of like what you said. Well, it's not like the the downside of the ring theory, <laughs> which is my ring, ring theory. The ring theory yeah. uh, is that, like you said, like you can get caught up in, did I stand? Did I walk? Did I run? Did I whatever? Did I do check the God box? Then you know, then it becomes very box like, checklist like, right. mm-hmm. versus to me, the whole thing was about the integration of all things. So, everything to think through how everything we do is connected to all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's difficult, but it's also like that the, the more holistic approach to me. And so, it, it maybe it's not just one thing, but it's like even. I went and, okay, so I ate healthier today. I tried to eat tropical smoothie, but then I have a styrofoam cup. And then... With a plastic lid. With a plastic, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I I assume I can recycle this, but then also I I don't really know. And will I, or will I just throw it in the trash? Is there a symbol on the bottom? On the bottom? I don't know. There's like remnants of... Yes, there is a... 
there is a recycle symbol on well, the bottom of go. the cup. There you, there you go. go. But I just think, I mean, to no, I get you. To take time to actively think through, like what we buy, how we buy it, all all, all the things, even. You know, even clothing, I, I, I need new jeans, <laughs> but I'm also like mindful of like, okay, well, how am I going to buy those jeans? Where, okay, I got them from Target or whatever, but where did they get them from and who does that affect? And so it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but I think it's, it's really about taking the small steps just, just to, to acknowledge like how the things we make a difference in this world, whether we realize it or not, will that difference be positive or, or negative? Will I have a uh, contribute to the negative side of things or, or something that's like actually decent? So to continually be in the mindset of realizing that my life is impacting something somewhere, somehow, um, yeah, it's not really a practice. More of it is just a continual mindset. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think some would say that kind of mindfulness can can be its own practice. The the practice is being mindful. Yeah, just a, a you know, and maybe there's a trigger that you kind of kind of place in your way throughout the day that the triggers that thought or something. I did see uh, at the uh, what is it the flower shop by Oviedo Mower on four twenty six there. You know, like by Publix out here. Anyways, they had a sign that said, "And uh, try being mindful." rather than mind full, right? Like, like instead of having your mind overwhelmed, I thought, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, uh, all right. Somebody thought, somebody put that's, some thought into that. Well, that, that's what happens when you try to take a complex thought and make it tweetable. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> instead of having your mind full of stuff, be mindful. Like, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Okay, Hank, what about you? <laughs> uh, How to get out of a jam. Pass yeah, the mic. Yeah, pass, yeah, pass the mic over. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I think it's really... I, I thought this was really good. I, I really liked the tie-in with... Uh, we talked about it already a little bit, but baptism, mm. like being born again. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that, you know, and that's something that we've got to... Like we're sort of talking about with this whole circle. Like you've got to be, you know, looking at that, like all the time to figure out like, you know, where am, am I falling short in this way? How can I, you know, I want to try to be as whole and complete as possible. Um, and that doesn't, I don't think, I don't think that goes away. No. And I think too, not to, not to take over your thought, (laughs) but I think, no, please go ahead. That's how my, I'm understanding what's happening. Yeah. You take the mic back. That's what I do. Um, but I didn't like what you said. I'm going to fix it. Uh, shoot. What was it? The, uh, okay. 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 Yeah. You got me sidetracked. The, uh, I think the, the, the difference maker in that is, is the premise is the starting point of our understanding, which is cause you said, um, if I feel like I fell short in a, in a particular area, uh, which I think is how we, a lot of times think of it and maybe the positive, like, the positive thought through that is like, not where did I fall short, but how, how do I step, how do I continue to step into the fullness of my humanity? So yeah, you, you obviously have to acknowledge where you did fall short, but I think it's not about just making sure we, we, cause to me, that's the, 
oh, I'm not perfect. I don't measure up. I'm whatever. But that's not how I want to see things and, and move through my life. I want to look at how do I just continually step into the fullness of who I am versus only seeing how I was not that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. see how your answer fell short? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I have to take well, breaks. All, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. This is exactly why. <clears throat> oh man, I've been talking about this stuff for like eight years. But I think yeah, going Since to, to like I that here. to like that mindset change, like it even you know. It, it, you're right. It's not just, you know, being able to sit there and see like, oh, I fell short in this way. Yeah. Like, because uh, it, it is it is a mindset change, yeah. I think, for people. Because I don't think you want to just ignore and never, you know, self-analyze or, you know, hold, you know, hold yourself accountable to those things. You think you want to be able to do that. But to do it in a way where it says, you know, I can, I can continue to improve. Well, I can a- continue to become more whole rather than. Oh, I suck. I don't want to. It's do a this bit anymore. like closing your rings. <laughs> <laughs> I can get upset at myself for the day that I didn't get them all closed, or I can go, ah, gosh, that, I didn't get it. But there's tomorrow, and tomorrow I'm gonna get back on it because. And the reason I want to close the rings is because I want to be healthier. Like I'm not doing. I'm not trying to close the rings like for out of fear. I'm trying right. to close the rings because I believe that when I do these things, it will lead me to a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. I try to close mine out of fear that I'll die in my forties. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's one way of looking at it. So, Joe, what are your thoughts? I'd love to interrupt. <laughs> my my biggest takeaway, probably for this whole series, uh, just has been well, actually, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but because for me personally, doing doing what I do in the context that I do it, i.e., working in a church, like. The, the relationship with God part is never very far from the surface. Um, the, the self component can tend to be compartmentalized a little bit sometimes and, and neglected, uh, if I'm being honest. The other's component, just because I work with people, um, you know, is, is a little more present. Um, but the, the distant, like fourth place one for a while probably has been, has been creation. And so, uh, just those, those weeks, I think that's the church and that we grew up in too. Well, and, and our culture and our, I, I mean, industrialized society, I mean, for 200 years of, of industrial revolution, it's not been about is, is what we're doing harming the planet. It's been is what we're doing generating as much profit as it can possibly generate. Well, even before that, like you brought up, was it last week? Two, it was two Sundays ago, right? That you talked about the trash vortex. Yeah, that was the last. Yeah. That's not like the only like. No, in, that in was England. Like, like there's trash. There used to be in the mid medieval times, like trash piles mm-hmm. that just floated in the water and yeah. resurfaced every so many years, and they just like that's. Mm-hmm. Even before industry, like yeah. that is yeah, yeah. human history. But of... it's certainly accelerated with machines. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and coal, uh, coal burning, you know, uh, plants and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I think the, the biggest kind of single thing that has, has kind of landed in my brain is, is just doing what you were talking about, thinking through more um, consciously and conscientiously about what we purchase, where it comes from, um, 
the the whole process, not just how how inexpensively can we find it and how quickly can it be dropped off at our door, mm-hmm. but um, you know what's what's the supply chain in this, and is this made by a, a company that's you know notorious for underpaying uh, its employees overseas or something like that, and um, that that sort of awareness combined with just uh, I mean, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, like Michelle and I, have, we've talked for a while since we bought our house about planting a garden and just trying to be outside more. We have a beautiful yard. Um, just, it's just a really nice space. The sun sets in the evening, like there's, there's, it, it kind of comes down the road that our neighborhood is off of. And so it's like un, unfiltered until it hits the trees in our backyard. It's just really pretty. Uh, a lot of times. And so, um, you know, finding, finding ways to intentionally, um, be outside more, but also just to take, you know, I I think I said this last week, we don't have a ton of control over like the land use around us. We have control over a third of an acre Mm -hmm. in, in Chuliota. So, you know, um, trying to just make that a beautiful, uh, functional kind of healthy, sustainable kind of place yeah. is uh something we something we want to do i think i mentioned to you like we want to have you guys over for dinner or something yeah. one night so you can kind of scope out our i was thinking about that i was property. wondering if you should do like move it more to and like to the food forest concept instead of i mean also you could do a garden the, if a food forest is established properly it actually is less work than like a because a garden is annual and you're planting seeds and pulling weeds and whatever but like a food forest once it gets established it's pretty self-sustaining like you don't so maybe i should talk to our friend ian yeah that's yeah. I, that's what i thought about i thought oh we should ring up ian and see what he, ian scott by the way everyone free plug for what are they called sustainable uh, i forget his company's name he, he designs permaculture buildings uh, does he have a web page yeah he's got something <laughs> so um i i my my only qualm with that is based on the description you gave me of of their property I think with our kids, the age they're at, we probably want more space for them to to run around and play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it fun to play in a forest? Uh, yeah, it's the running part. <laughs> Ours are high energy, man. You know what that's like. Yeah. You got a lot of space for yours to run. That's true. We need as much space as we can for ours to run. Hunter, while Seth looks that up, what about you, man? Yeah, so... He's less likely to interrupt you because he's preoccupied. <laughs> um, this might this this is going a little more academic. Um, so, sorry in advance to some people. You're welcome in advance to others. Um, but it really ties me into the concept of virtue theory, um, which is this new way of... new old way of thinking about... Um, life and the purpose of life and the philosophy so it pushes against enlightenment thinking some of that stuff goes back to aristotle and aquinas and all that but um it, it's it talks about we have an end goal and everything we do needs to forms into that end goal um of what we're doing um so when in the time of constant so for the last 16 17,000 or 1700 years we have Christianity especially has become an ends justified the means 
religion, um, that we do whatever we need to do to get to the end we think, and we forget about, and, and we don't care what it takes to get there. Hmm. Um, but virtue theory pushes back and makes us think, no, like how I live influences where I am going because it is part of what where I am going. It's part of the end goal that I'm creating. And what the word they actually use, what really kind of brings this connection is is the telos, um, which is the noun form of tel- telios, um, which is the adjective that Seth's been using for this whole series. That it's this completeness, this end goal, this whole way of, of life that we're, we're coming towards. And so these these relationships, uh, these four different aspects of the relationship and how interconnected they are, like it it is both the the telos, the, the end goal that we're moving towards, and it is also the path to get there. Um, and we, I think, for a long time have separated that in Christian thought, that we just want to get to heaven and we can do whatever we want. And the mean, we have a couple things we need to check off and then we'll get there. Um, but this new way of thinking is, no, like how I live now, how I am living out these relationships that, that God has created for us uh, is influencing and moving, not only moving me towards new creation, but is also inaugurating new creation in my life and the lives of those around us, which is exactly what Jesus did. Jesus brought the kingdom of God throughout his life by how he was living while moving the rest of his disciples and and the world towards that and revealing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just kind of connects it. Well, and it's like Paul talks about the ministry of reconciliation like and that was a part of our i mean that's a part of the language at the church as well like mission and vision to reclaim god's intended reality and um what you know that's all tied to it like if that's the goal the teleos the however you said it the adjective noun verb form (laughs) 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 then uh how do we do it by pursuing that but so we're reclaiming as we pursue that wholeness, we're in fact reclaiming God's intended reality. So it's the process of reconciliation that Paul talks about. And I think well, that that's what ties back into the baptism that you were talking about and this rebirth into that intended reality that yeah. we were created in a state of union and harmony, of shalom, of um not necessarily perfection. We still had growth. Mm -hmm. We still had a process of of moving forward and tending creation, um, but there was this harmony. And so we're we're reclaiming it. So we're we're looking backwards to understand how we can move forward and how we can live in the here and now. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you you mentioned that. So I'm going to be hitting on some of those same themes in the sermon next week. Talking about... stay tuned. Talking about evangelism. Mm the gospel uh so ian's thing is called foodforestabundance.com foodforestabundance.com let me make sure it's yeah <laughs> dot, dot com <laughs> it's not you sure it's not dot net uh, dot plant <laughs> foodforestabundance.dig uh dot co dot, dot, dot uk yeah apparently they're doing pretty good i'm excited for them yeah <clears throat> maybe, maybe you could be like a um Cause I I talked to him. He they're trying to do like um, charitable type stuff work, mm-hmm. um, where like also as examples. I don't know if we would qualify as. I don't know. Is that? But you work at the church. 
That's a, people that work at churches are always <laughs> in the charitable category. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's yeah, maybe that's true. Um, well, let's let's wrap it up. We're uh, we're a bit over time. What are we What are we sitting on, Hank? You have the timer. There? Hour four. Okay, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Would have been under if we didn't invite Seth in. Dang it, Seth. <laughs> Thirty nine minutes this week. Oh my goodness. Um, that's going to do it uh, for today. Don't forget, you can um, reach out to us at tom at thefoundryc.org. The letter is T-O-M at thefoundrythelettercorg not .net or com or, or plant or co.uk. <laughs> not plant. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, but we would, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We um, received that note from our friend Mason a few weeks ago, and uh, we're, we're still kind of playing around, pondering maybe how to make that happen. Um, he, he mentioned, uh, he mentioned doing a show on, uh, by the way, for those of you not watching, Seth asked off mic cause he's on his way out as we're still talking. He asked what, what Mason said. And I was, he, he, uh, he asked a question or, or made a suggestion about a show with the topic of like how media, modern media has sort of changed how we interact with our faith, which is, a pretty interesting conversation, I think. But if you're going to talk, you have to get back on mic because otherwise you won't you won't get picked up. But uh, that that'll be for another time. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your ideas. Oh, one more thing. I almost forgot. I don't even know if I mentioned this to you. I got a call from uh, uh, from our friend Wes, who's a listener of the show, a member yes. of our church, who uh, was like, "Hey, are you at the church?" Uh, and I think it was last last week, maybe. And um, and I said, well, no, I'm actually not there. I, it was last week when I was at home with, with our son. And he said, well, I've, I've got something for you. I'm going to bring it by. I heard you could use a USB-C to Ethernet adapter. <laughs> I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you had an extra one like laying around. That's hilarious. Or if you went out and bought one, but he brought it. It's on my desk. Well, so, now we have an extra great. one. Yeah, so we uh, l- listener, uh, listener gifts. It was fun. Yeah, shout so out. Thank you, thank thank you, you so much. We, we, we appreciate you thinking about us. And um, yeah, if you want to drop off gifts for us uh, here at our church, that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, we, we will accept them. So we may even declare them on taxes if it uh, goes above a, th- a certain threshold. And it sounds like we might start a new podcast called uh, Love to Interrupt with Seth Kane. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the risk we take inviting the lead minister into the other minister's podcast. That would be a great podcast name. Love to interrupt. Hmm. It's kind of yeah. like pardon the interruption, which is already a show on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. are they still going? I haven't. Uh, they, well, ESPN they might not be years, anymore. But, but yeah, I miss those guys. They're fun. Uh, anyways, as I said, that'll do it for now. We're gonna sign off. Uh, for the other ministers, I'm Joe. I'm Hank. I'm Hunter. And we'll be all up in your ear holes next time.